Well, um, I am excited to be here this morning to get to share with you what's, what's on my heart, what God has placed on my heart. I want to remind you that this year our, our chapel theme is with, with. It's God with us together with others. And so this year we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about God's pursuit of us and our pursuit of him, God's intimacy that he shares with us, our intimacy with Christ and and our intimacy with each other and how we do God's work together with one another. Um, And I just want to share that about a month ago, um, I spoke about um, God with us and we talked all about how Um, God's presence is with us and how he's always pursued us. And today I want to talk about our response to God's presence with us. And so I've titled this message, um, Us With God. And we see this invitation from Jesus all throughout the Gospels. But today I want to spend most of our attention, first and foremost, on his invitation we find in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. We live in a world um, that burdens us in ways that our soul was never meant to bear, don't we? Let me show you what I mean. I want to I want to play a little game with you this morning. Uh, this game is called Stand Up If. Okay, so get ready. You're going to need to get ready to stand up. So stand up if you're too busy too often. If you would say, I'm too busy too often, stand up. Okay. Now, stay standing or stand up if you're not getting as much sleep as you know you should. All right. Stay standing or stand up if um, you operate reactively too often, meaning like most of your energy is spent responding to demands. (laughs) Stand up if over the last month stress has negatively affected your health or your relationships? All right, stay standing or stand up again if social media affects you in unhealthy ways. All right, and one more, one more for us this morning. Um, think of, first think of the most recent headline you read or a news story that you read, okay? Think of that last one, most recent, 
Stand up if the headline or the story was negative. And just look around the room. <laughs> you guys can have a seat. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for playing. You guys, I'm in that same spot. I'm standing up here <laughs> at the podium, but I am standing really for all of those myself. And I love Matthew 11, 28, 30 because I need it. I need God, God's invitation found in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Because there's, there's rarely a day that goes by that I don't experience some of the following feelings, or maybe most or all of the following feelings. Frantic, frenzied, agitated, angry, impatient, distraught, burnt out, exhausted, anxious, disturbed, broken. So how do we find rest for our souls? How do we take his yoke upon us? How do we connect with God and and tap into what he's offering? How do we make room for a deeper fellowship with God? Well, I think there are lots of ways to do that. I think there are some unhealthy ways and some healthy ways. And this morning I want to talk about two unhealthy ways that I think are common and I want to talk about one healthy way. First unhealthy way is what I call the, the cram method. Okay, our life is like a bookshelf. And thank you, Joel. There are... <laughs> our life is like a bookshelf, all right? There's, there's, there's a finite amount of space on a bookshelf and, and I know if you're like me, you have way too many books. I don't know, we just recently moved rooms around in our house so we can't find a place for all the books. So life though is, is finite as well. And we fill up our lives with so much, but truly there isn't, amount of, there isn't enough space and time for all of it, right? And so we have lots of commitments, we have work. You have... Um, You have a job, some of you have a second job, some of you have an internship, some of you um, volunteer, okay? And 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 you put that commitment on the bookshelf of your life. And, and then also you have um, academic commitments, obviously. You're students in college at Northwestern, you have class, you have assignments, you have studying, you have papers, you have projects, and we stuff that commitment into the bookshelf of our life. What else? Well, we have um, extracurricular stuff, right? Like meetings. Um, If you're part of an ensemble, you have practices, rehearsals, performances. Uh, You have leadership positions. For you who are student athletes, you you have practice, you have workouts, you have competitions. And we make room for all of that on the bookshelf of our life. Cram it in, right? We have, social, we have a social life, right? Um, we, we, we have to make space and time for friendships. Some of us are making space and time for romantic relationships. 
Some of us, uh, we, we make space, we make time for, for TV, right? The Rings of Power, the next episode comes out Friday, Thursday night at midnight. Social media, video games, whatever it is, leisure, we need it and we cram it in. We cram it in. And then our relationship with God is, is yet another thing, right? Our relationship with God, we know we need it we know we're supposed to do it. Sometimes that looks a lot like the rest of the things we try to cram into our life and we try to find space for it. And, and it's just not there sometimes, you know? And I, I know I should probably remove some stuff, but I don't know what to get rid of and all of those things are important, and, and, but I gotta find room for my relationship with God. And so we, we try to cram. We cram. And I want to say to you this morning, that's an unhealthy way to connect and to share fellowship with God. Another way that I think is, is, is unhealthy, and I've, I've, by the way, I've been here, I am, I am here, okay? And, and also the second one, I'm, I'm there too, is, is I think we try to, uh, we try to use this, this image of refilling. We have so much fuel in our tank. We have, so, we have just so much fuel in our tank, and it's a finite amount of fuel in our tank. And we feel depleted, though, often, don't we? It's been a while, maybe, since we've experienced the presence and the power of God, and we know we need God's strength, and we know he offers that to us, and so we strive for moments to refuel, to refill our tank to go back to the mountaintop, to recharge our spiritual battery. And I don't know what refilling looks like for you. Maybe it's, oh, I just gotta get through the school year. I just need to survive till summer. Maybe it's, I just need to get through the quad. I'll be done with a class then and I'll have a chance to breathe. Less credits, right? Or maybe for you it's, I just gotta get through the week. I'll catch up on sleep this weekend. You know, this way of life with God can feel a lot like your dining funds, right? <laughs> like, like it's a declining balance. It feels great when it's full, but we're, we're exhausting funds as we go. And then as it dips down low, we begin to feel less free. We, be, we begin to feel restricted and stressed and we start asking, we start panicking, is there gonna be enough to get me through? No. <laughs> when our way of connecting with God is refill, our life with God is in this constant sequence of, of ebb and flow and inconsistency and fluctuation. And I think God wants more for us than that. I think God wants us to abide with him. More like branches on a vine. You know, more like branches on a vine, able to bear fruit, able to bear the fruit that we were meant to bear. John 15 tells us about this, right? Jesus gives us this, this image, this illustration, and I love it, and we don't, I don't come from a, well, I don't currently live in an, in an agrarian 
kind of culture, but this illustration still makes so much sense to me. And, and, and I love this from John 15. Jesus tells us, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's not crowd out our relationship with God by trying to cram him in amongst all the other stuff. God isn't meant to just be one thing among the many things of our life. And let's not try to um, strive for moments to refill our tank, that ebb, that flow, the recharge, and then leaving again. But instead, let's stay, let's abide. The Greek word there is, is meno, and really it, there's all this, like these, it could be translated stay or abide or remain or tarry or to take up residence to settle in. Can you imagine a, a branch growing and producing fruit if it leaves the vine intermittently only to return once in a while for a refill? Or can you simply cram a branch next to the vine, adjacent to the vine, and expect it to grow and bear fruit? So what does it look like to abide? What does it look like to abide? Well, most importantly, let's remember this, that God's Holy Spirit abides in you. And so he's done the heavy lifting here. God has already given us what we need to abide because his very presence abides in us. It stays in us, it tarries, it, it, it takes up, it's taken up residence in us. And secondly, I think it has something to do with establishing healthy rhythms that creates space in your life for God, daily, even hourly. You know, for centuries, the church has referred to these types of rhythms as spiritual practices or um, a rule of life. And, and what is a rule of life? Well, author Peter Scazzaro defines it as an intentional, conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything we do Everything we do, every book on the shelf, God is at the center. And when I first heard about these words, rule of life, I was a little bit hesitant because that word rule kind of, I kind of, I kind of grinded against that a little bit. I don't want more rules in my life. But um, it's not really that. So there's a church in California, in Pasadena, who um, is leading their congregation through this um, and they, they explain it this way, the rule of life. While the word rule may strike you as a strict or binding constraint, the Latin word we translate rule was originally the word for a trellis in a vineyard. In the same way, a vine needs a trellis to lift it off the ground so it can bear the maximum amount of fruit and be kept free from predators and diseases, we need a rule as a kind of support structure to organize our life around 
abiding in the vine as Jesus imagined. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot we could learn and talk about this morning about spiritual practices, sometimes called spiritual disciplines. And we'll have an opportunity to explore more uh, as we go this year. Um, But what I want to do with the time we have left this morning is is actually um, not so much talk about spiritual practices, but instead actually practice one of them together. And what I want to do is is lead, lead you in a practice based off of something called Lectio Divina, which literally in, in, in English is translated holy reading. And if you're, by the way, if you're a prayer journaler, and if you have your journal or something to write with today with you, now would be an awesome time to pull that out and to get ready to write. So for this, I'll be borrowing from one of my favorite devotionals, Uh, It's called Solo, an Uncommon Devotional. And mine uses the message paraphrase, but it comes in in many other translations of the Bible. And in its introduction, it states that, um, that these practices aren't designed to teach you to study the Bible. And I'll just interject, learning to study the Bible is crucial. But these designs, these aren't designed to teach you to study the Bible, but rather develop a conversation between you and God. The devotions found in Solo are based on the classical method of Lectio Divina, reading, thinking, praying, and living scripture with the intention of inviting an infinite, omniscient God into your life. Lectio Divina is more Bible basking than it is Bible study as it teaches you to absorb and meditate on scripture and to converse with God openly and to live out what has become a part of you, his word. And we're gonna do that this morning together. And so for this exercise, I'll be guiding you through while the prompts will also appear on on the screen. And and this is meant to to just be a a time of, of silent prayer and reflection and response. So again, use your prayer journal if you have one, or simply read and listen and reflect. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, read the passage again silently to yourself 
listening for the words or phrases that stand out to you, such as, come to me, recover your life, real rest, walk with me and work with me, watch how I do it, keep company with me. Notice the many different ways Jesus says, hang out with me. Which one do you find most inviting and why? What would it feel like to walk with Jesus and work with him? It's okay to be honest. Freely and lightly may not describe what you think it would really be like. Instead, you might think it would be forced and difficult. If so, what would you desire for it to be like? Have you feared that a walk with Jesus might require heavy or ill-fitting things? What are they?
Jesus speaks very personally and conversationally in this passage, using phrases like, come to me. In fact, I or me occur eight times, and you occurs five times. So consider that Jesus has been talking to you. What's your reply? What do you need to discuss with Jesus today? As you go today, walk with Jesus, either in your mind or go on an actual walk. And as you do, turn these words from Jesus over in your mind. Rest, unforced, keep company with me, freely, lightly. So God, would you do that today? As we move from this room, God, just be with us today and make, make us know your presence today. Help us to see the ways that we can abide with you in whatever circumstance this day would bring us. And we honor and glorify you, God. In your name we pray. Amen.